Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It's Sunday night. We're squeezing this show in in between the Bucks game and the uh, World Series. Richie's a little bit happy that the Bucks won, although it's a little bit of a somber mood tonight after that loss to Louisville. Richie, Freddie, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, man, I just noticed Richie cut the beard off, man. Nah, man. So uh, I work in a hospital and once a year we have to get fit for a respirator and you have to be clean shaven. So it, by, by next <laughs> week's show, I'll, uh, the beard will be back. But today, I, man, it's even my, my wife hates me. She's like, I don't even recognize you. But yeah, you know, it sucks about Florida State last night. But Tampa Bay, man, they're just rolling 45 to 20. I'm um, feeling pretty good right now. And on my end, um, yeah, I didn't expect the NFL games to go like that today. Let's just say another unsuccessful day of gambling for me. So uh, I may, I may be done. <laughs> the, uh, the NFL had some wild games today. We, I mean, the Bucks game was starting, so I wanted to flip over to that, but the last minute of the Lions game, the Browns game, and what was the, what was the last one that was kind of crazy? Oh, the Pittsburgh, the Titans game, like three crazy finishes all at the last second. And I'm trying to flip over to the Bucks game, but, Thank God for NFL Red Zone because that was like the best 60 seconds of football that I remember for a long time. And we, we um, have a lot of Falcons fans that listen to this, man. I feel bad for you guys. That's every week. It's like a new way to find a way to lose a game. That's that's brutal. I don't feel bad at all. Um, <laughs> after being a Florida State fan the last three or four years, I don't feel bad one bit. Um, sucks to suck, man. Uh, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Appreciate them and appreciate their partnership uh, and all that they do for us. Uh, 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. If you've got the Florida State football blues, we'll get you a gut box with Double Fries No Slaw and that'll cheer you up. Or it'll make you feel like you need a nap and you can just sleep off the depression. So whatever whatever you got going, a gut box will, uh, will solve your issues for you. Um, we have a couple of guests tonight. We're going to jump into our first one right here with um, on the show. We've got first up, first time on the show, Lamont Green. Lamont played for Florida State uh, in the mid-90s, 94 to 98. Um, and we appreciate you hanging out tonight, man. How's it going, bud? Things going pretty good, man. How you guys doing? Good, man. I'm blessed. Good, man. good. Outside of uh, Outside of about every three hours on – on every Saturday or so we do, we do really well on this show. So, um, but otherwise doing well, man, you, uh, you had some thoughts, you had some thoughts about uh, Florida state yesterday, the defense, the performance, uh, if you can call it a performance uh, against Louisville, just absolutely getting torched. And you weren't, you weren't shy about letting your feelings be known for the folks that maybe don't follow you on Twitter. Or didn't see it. What are, what are some of your thoughts or takeaways as a former player on on this FSU team program defense, what what do you what do you got going? Well, it's it's. I mean, I don't know how some people look at it, but I mean, me, I'm a I'm a former captain at Florida State. You know, on the defense, you know, I played I played for Mickey Andrews. You know, um, I played with a lot of great football players that came off of that defense. Um, kind of hard for us to sit back, you know. And, and just and see what was transpiring because it seems to me that, you know, we we kind of as FSU fans, you know, we got a different kind of fan pool. We want to play the blame game sometime. And I just, me personally, I don't think the players are just hungry enough, Coach. I mean, it's just, I'm not blaming the coaches because 
coaches just call plays. You know what I'm saying? It's been some time that I can see if there's a situation we were put in that, you know, the, the scheme got us messed up a whole lot. But it just seemed like some of these guys just don't have any sense of urgency. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's different when you're going out and you, you know what I mean, and you're, and you're playing the game and you're hungry. And you're, I played with some vicious animals. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a derogatory way. We, it seemed like it just, it, I don't know. I'm just watching that and I don't see, I'm watching the games and I don't see, um, I don't see any guys is just, I don't know because the rules change. <laughs> Man, I don't see anybody bloodthirsty right now. I don't see anybody that's just, just trying no matter what, nothing is going to stop them from getting to the quarterback. I don't see nobody trying to knock no snot bubbles out of nobody else's nose. I just I don't see nobody running up on people, um, just 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 running up on them and just trying to knock their pads off with correct angles. You know what I mean? Some of it might be coaching, but I just you got to want to. This is a we in Florida State. We're in the we got to be in the want to business because that's the only way you got to work. You got to want it to work, you know. And I just don't. I personally, now last week. Last week was something different. Last week they kind of gave me some flashbacks of the the old way Florida State plays defense. But then this week, right back to it, you know, right back to the, you know, right back to the foolishness. So uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. These guys, they got to do something. They got to do it quick. They got to do some soul searching. They got to find out what they want to do because man, when I was there, Coach Coach Andrews could have called eleven men on the line. No safeties, no linebackers. We were gonna find a way to make it work. So I'm not going. I'm not going for that about how the scheme, this the coach, this the nah. Because it all boils down to you got to want to get after somebody. Ain't nobody getting after nobody. You get after somebody, everything will, will be, everything will work. Get after the quarterback, and it'll make everything on the back end easy. How much of it? I mean, I'm kind of with you on the fact that it's effort. I mean. I think you've got a good point that the game has definitely changed. Like you've even seen like the SEC um, that was always kind of bonded for its great defense, really kind of take a step back and things are becoming more offensive, but you could tell a difference between just a change in, in the way the game is played um, and guys' effort level, right? Like you, you would expect that maybe you're not going to have – like that just old school 90s defense like just isn't really around even that like that 2000s defense like nobody like even even Alabama and these teams are giving up like 40 50 points a game right so like the game has changed but it looks so much different with our guys because that just effort isn't there right so like you could you could take good offense and in most sports good offense is going to be good defense right a pitcher throws a perfect pitch but a perfect hit's going to beat it right perfect defense on Kobe or Michael they're still going to hit the shot in your face. Like good offense is going to be good defense, but I think that's, you're exactly right. That's the problem FSU fans have is, I mean, we're not even close on the defensive side of the ball. It ain't like we're just barely getting beat, you know, here and there. It's like every time the team gets the ball, you're like, I hope they at least just take 10 plays to score and not like a 75 yard touchdown. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, you know, and I think for some of our fans, you know, um, so sometimes we're a little bit unrealistic and what we want to see because what we're used to, you know, um, I'm, we're just looking for me personally. I'm just, I just want to see improvement and I want to see, you know what I mean? I want to see the big time players step up a little bit because it's just, um, you know, when I was at, 
when I was at Florida State, that's why a lot of people compare it to those times. You can't compare this to back then. You just can't because we had, just on my team, I'm just talking about the years I was there, and I'm not going to go through the, we had Renard Wilson on one side, Peter Bowler on the other side. That was, what, 17 sacks and 21 sacks right there. We had Greg Spires behind those. That was another 10, 12 sacks. We had Andre Wadsworth. We had Julian Pittman. We had Corey Simon. We had Larry Smith. You know, the, the the kind of players that were there then, are, these guys aren't that. You know, it's just no disrespect to any players, but we don't have we don't have 10 defensive linemen that are lined up ready to go. It don't matter who's in the game and what time. We don't have six linebackers that's ready to go. You know, that's you can put any combination of them out there and you don't get any drop-off. We don't have that with our defensive backs either. So it's just, I think sometimes we're a little bit unrealistic with that portion of it, but I don't think we're unrealistic as a fan base with wanting to see improvement. You know what I mean? And these guys from week to week, we saw some improvement last week. Yeah, we did. But this week, we've seen a drop-off back to what we saw before. You know, so I don't know if it's on the road. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but we got to get it straightened out. But one good thing, and one silver lining in it, that last week, they showed us that they can, you know, that they can turn it on. You know, we just don't know how to get that button pushed. And you kind of, you kind of spoke on that, I think, Failure, we all know failure is instrumental in success, but learning how to handle success is important too. And we saw, I feel like that's what they struggle with this game. They got that big win, and I don't know your thoughts on it, but I think that big win they may have got a little too high, and that may have been the reason why we saw what we saw on Saturday. Yeah, that could be too. You know, it's hard to handle success sometimes when you're a young team. Uh, when you're a young team and you haven't had a lot of success, when you finally get a little bit of success or a little piece of it, you know what I mean? That next week you can have a drop off. And that may, you may be right. That may be what happened. I just, you know what I mean? I just, hopefully that's what happened and they can get back to the, the, the team that played against North Carolina next week. Because the team that we saw was kind of the team that we saw at the beginning of the year. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday. And with your squad, I know you were um, team captain and uh, instrumental leader on that squad. Tell us about how things were with y'all squad, with y'all guys stepping up, the senior leadership stepping up, because I think that's one thing we're missing right now. A lot of these guys, they've been struggling with coaching staff coming in and out over the past three years, so the trust factor is a little iffy right now, so they got to lean on senior leadership for us to be successful, and if they can't lean on it, I don't really think it's going to transition as fast as we needed to transition. We need these senior leaders to step up, so Kind of tell us about how it was with you guys teaching these younger guys what it takes to be successful at Florida State. Um, well, I think a little bit of that with, with my classes and, you know, our leadership, it kind of rolled downhill because our coaches have been together when I was there. They probably have been together 25 years already, you know what I mean? So the expectations that they had from – for, from the leadership standpoint, it kind of just rolled downhill. You knew who were the, okay, just like before, when I first got there, Derek Brooks was the captain. I pretty much knew in a couple years I was going to be in that seat. So I, I, I saw what captains needed to do. I, I watched Derek Alexander. I watched Derek Brooks, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, even going to our office, I watched Zach Crocker, you know what I'm saying? I watched Henry Crocker before me, and I knew exactly – you know, how they led and, and how to be a leader. 
you know, a lot of times these guys, they don't know how to lead because one thing about it, you could be a leader, but everybody ain't good leaders. You know what I'm saying? Some leaders can lead your ass down the wrong path. <laughs> you know what I mean? So everybody ain't a good leader, but it just so happened that we came from a long line of, 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 of just handing over the keys, basically, you know? You already know what to do. You know how to run this ship over here on Beaver. So now here your turn go, and you make sure these young guys fall in line. And, it, I mean, it was easy for me as a leader because, you know, we, when once you get that title and everybody know that you ain't just got the title, you're going to go out there and you're going to, you know, you, you're going to do your thing on, 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 on Saturdays too, you know, and everybody's held accountable because, you know, that was just an expectation for us. We, we didn't care who was on the field. Whoever got on the field, we, we was not expecting any kind of drop off. You know what I mean? And I don't know, I don't know if they, if that, if that's instilled in these guys right now. I just, I just think on defense, I don't know. And you know, just listening for now, I'm seeing. I think Marvin's a good leader. I think he's a good leader. I think the kids, the guys, will listen to him. You know, um, it's just some few things that, it's just some things that ain't going right right now in the defense and. Him and the rest of the seniors, they got to come together and they got to figure out what it is before it's too late. You know, they got to figure out what it is ASAP. Lamont, I forget who it was, but there was a player yesterday after the game that said, you know, the one of the biggest problems on the defensive side of the ball right now is that you have everyone trying to, you know, play hero ball. Everyone's trying to make their play instead of just do their assignment and basically called out his own unit. And is that what you're seeing out there? It's just, are these guys, have they been... Uh, you know, they struggled so much. Are they just trying to do too much right now? Or because of, we I look back at that long touch on runs by Hawkins yesterday, you know, uh, we had three guys in the backfield, but it looked like they're all in the same gap. And then uh, he busted out for a big touchdown run. So is it just the defense trying to do too much or, or, or do they just not know what they're doing right now? Uh, I, when it comes to that, now, I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate of trying to, you know what I mean, I always blame the players. I, I'm a never a guy that's going to blame coaches, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when we got three guys in the same gap, it's something going wrong. You know what I mean? It's something going wrong. We ain't breaking down to make tackles. There's a lot of things that we're not doing, but I'm still – these guys didn't start playing football yesterday, guys. These guys are on Florida State's football team for a reason. They don't just go and just randomly pick people off the streets and say, hey, come play for Florida State. You know what I mean? We we got some we got some problems. You know we got some things the coaching staff might need to tighten up on. But me personally, I don't see the effort. I don't see a sense of urgency. I don't see anybody want to. I don't see anybody want to be the guy to make a play. You know, because one thing about it, a play doesn't care who makes it. You know, that's one thing about it. But we got to have some people that want to step up and make play. Well, I changed my. I do see one guy there now. Now twenty six. 26 is a big-time football player. You know what I mean? He step up to the plate every time he get a chance. But we need 10 more guys that's playing like 26. You know, that's 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 just my personal, you know, that's not that's my personal, you know. That's what I think. Um, I, I've got a question for you, kind of a little bit, maybe something a little more positive, and we can kind of get get off of that and appreciate your, your thoughts on it. Um, your son is a recruit right now and going going through this what's it like uh having gone through it once yourself but obviously many years ago different different kind of circumstances different world uh, what's it like to now go through it with him uh and and to kind of see it 
see it through, I don't know, experienced eyes, but you want him to have his moment? Or like, what, what's that like for you? Man, it's, it's, it's kind of um, it's kind of cool in a way, you know, because um, when, you know, when I went through it, it was a whole lot different. There was no social social media. You know, we barely even had no cell phones, you know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was just a lot different now. These kids, they get so much exposure, man, and it happens so fast. You know, one thing happens and everybody knows about it so fast, but I mean, I think he's doing pretty well. He, um, he's one of those kids, man, he's not really, he's not really into that. You know, he, um, he's a, he, I would call him kind of like a blue collar kid. Um, he goes to work, you know, he goes to the gym. He goes about his work. He goes to practice. He goes about that. He's not into, you know, uh, you know. I do the social media thing, kind of. You know, I mean, I, but he doesn't. You know, he he's not into that. He watches it. You know, he he um very quiet kid. You know, analyze it. And, and to get me and him are totally uh, three hundred. We're only the same on the football field. You know, what I mean, and I think he's a little better than I was at this point. But as just far as just person you know i was a wild guy you remember i don't know if you guys remember back then but i was the gold teeth guy with the with the hair everywhere you know acting crazy my son he's totally different you know what i mean he's um he's uh he's about his business you know he's um he's one of those straightforward kids um very good student um uh i can't say enough positive things about him. he'll give me any problems he um he goes to work, though. He goes to work. And I think, um, you know, with the recruiting part for him, it's, it's a little different because everything is comparisons to your dad, you know, and, and, and he kind of does, you know, his own thing. And one thing I'm glad about, we play different positions because if we played the same positions, it would be a position that would be even worse, you know. So, um, but he's doing well. He's handling it well. You know, he's got his favorite schools, you know, that he likes. Uh, you know, he grew up on Florida State football, so that's one big advantage that we have you know, going into it. So I'm excited about it, though. I'm excited about it. He's still a puppy, though. You know, he's still got some, still got a ways to go, but he's having a great football season right now, too. They're about three, four games into it, man, and he's having an unbelievable year right now. I just, uh, I'm just glad. I'm just glad to be a part of it. Well, all the best of luck to him, and hopefully he continues to grow. And wherever he ends up, whether that's Florida State or wherever, obviously we want him to be in the Garden and go, but wherever he ends up, hopefully he has a ton of success and, if he, doesn't come to the, if he doesn't come to the Garden of Gold, it's going to be hard for him to have a place to live when football <laughs> is not in, you know. It's, bro, I was about- I'm putting the pressure on, bro. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm putting the I was going to ask. We need more gonna- of that. We need that. I'm, I'm yeah. 100% no. I'm sure who knows who sees it. <laughs> I'm putting the pressure on I him. love it. I, I got, we, we need help. Um, not just that is um, – Man, it's just you can't. I'm, I'm a legacy. You know, I'm all for the legacy thing, man. You know, what I mean, uh, you know, why Florida State's the greatest school in the world? We just having a few problems right now. Why go somewhere else? Why? It's, it's, it's no need for that. You know, it's no need for that. But hopefully, you know, what I'm saying, hopefully he'll, uh, you know, he'll he'll um, have his head screwed on the right way and get this thing done. Yeah, no, I was going to ask if you were one of those parents that likes to 
let them, you know, let them make their own decision. I'm glad that you're pushing it because I'll do the same yeah. thing. If my kid, if my kid's good enough to play anything, I'm like, nah, bro. Like this is what you're doing right here. Yeah, and there's no need to, and I don't need the one in the college. You know how a lot of those kids, I want to wait to the end and I want to announce it at the All American, but nah, 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 nah. If we're gonna do it, we need to do it when, you, when, you know, whenever you know that you want to do it, let's do it so we can try to get some other guys in with you. We can start recruiting some other kids. You know what I mean? To come in with you. That's because it's crazy that I never understood that way to the last minute and say, I'm going here, I'm going there. It just, uh, you know, but, but but to each his own, but I, you know, I'm going to try to advise him not to, not to go that way. Gotcha. Man, well, we appreciate you taking a few minutes. Don't want to keep you too long. Appreciate you taking a few minutes and chatting with us tonight. Um, wanted to kind of get your thoughts. And then I love that. Uh, I love the talking about your son too, ticket. It would not be so depressing talking about like what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, but I do want to add a little something before I go, man. Because one thing, man. Yeah. I know. I know it's probably not translating on the field right now, but guys, trust me. These coaches, they are doing a one. They're doing a great job recruiting, man. They're doing a great job recruiting because we got to remember one thing: those guys that are in there right now, those are not their guys. You know, there's not not to say that those are bad players that we got, but certain coaches have certain players to fit what they're trying to do. Cause I'm a coach myself, you know what I mean? So certain, certain coaches have certain guys to fit what they're trying to do. Man, I, I absolutely love the way they're recruiting. You know, Adam's a great coach. Fullers, he's a great recruiter. Um, you know, uh, 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 coach Norvell, he's doing a great job. I just don't, I want them to have a chance, bro. You know what I mean? I want them to have a chance. And these, if we don't get some sense of urgency out of these players right now, they're going. They're giving them a bad look right now. I don't think the coaches deserve what's going on right now. Me personally, I think they need to give us a little bit more effort. You know, the fan base, the coaches, the players need to come together, and they got to make it. They got to make it a point upon themselves to 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 make this thing right. You know, to make this thing right. So, but that's one point because a lot of people don't get a chance to know. Um, you know, because my son is one of the kids that are being recruited, and I think they're doing an outstanding job recruiting, bro. They're doing an outstanding job recruiting, but. You know, now we got to see, you know, now we just want that to show on the field. <laughs> That's all. Oh, yeah. I, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of national guys on. Uh, so not just like guys that only cover FSU. And we've asked them their thoughts on Norvell. And that's what they've told us. They've said, like, look, it, it may not be overnight. It may not be this year. It may not be next year. But, like, we believe in Mike Norvell and, and we think he's the answer. And so, like, it's one thing to hear it when you're inside this FSU bubble and everything's sunshine and roses and every, you know, like, Oh, my team's the best. And, but like when outside national people say it, you know, you kind of like step back and you're like, all right. So, I mean, we're on this pod, we're, this is a pro Mike Norvell pro staff yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I love but staff, man. Yeah. I love him. Coach Norvell, man. He gives me, I get a very positive vibe from him. You know what I mean? I get a very positive, but he gives me a, a feel good vibe when I'm around him. You know, I met him. You know, when they came down, you know, they came down, they met with all the high school coaches and things like that. And uh, some of the former players, I mean, great guy, um, down to earth guy. You know, you can tell genuine people, you know, and uh, just, uh, I think you, they got to give him a chance, man. Once he gets, once he, he's going to get rolling. He's going to get rolling soon. And once he gets rolling, and they gonna, I don't think it's going to start. Yeah, we think we saw a glimpse of it uh, last week. Obviously, it didn't carry over to, uh, to last night, but I think we saw a glimpse of it last week and I'm hoping we can kind of maybe catch a few more glimpses of it this year. And, but I'm with you. I think that that will be the case. So. Okay. Thanks, John. Uh, 
Awesome. Thank sure. you so much, Lamont Green. Thanks for hanging out with us, bro. All right. No problem. All right. Appreciate Lamont Green. Hey, if you're watching this, if you're checking it out, if you can share it, retweet, like, um, tag a friend, post it in a group, send it to a group message, whatever you can do. We'd appreciate it. Follow us everywhere, Double Fries Pod, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Double Fries Pod. You get some inside stuff there we have another guest on i'm gonna let richie introduce this guest as uh i just admitted him to the call and it looks like it's connected to audio here richie go ahead yeah i'm, I'm really excited for this one we have you know if you ever took one of his classes at florida state you know uh, universally known as the the most you know the, the best professor at florida state his class was such a great time for me i know freddie you took it too um mark ziegler how we doing mark Hey, Richie, how you doing? Hey, Freddie. How you doing? Good. How you doing, bud? Good. Good to Good at, see you. <laughs> outstanding. Be better to have you on here. We were, um, you know, in our group chat last night talking about who we wanted to bring on today. And we're like, you know what? We need some positivity. <laughs> and who better to bring some positivity to, to where we're all feeling right now than Mark Ziegler. So, uh, Mark, I just want to jump I in. I know the seat. <laughs> well, let's... Um, uh, Let's go back to this week because uh, let's pretend yesterday didn't happen yet. What was the vibes on campus after that North Carolina win? Because I got to imagine it felt amazing like we hadn't seen in years there. Well, you, you're thinking vibes on campus, no pandemic. Yeah. Um, so it's not a vibe. It's more a vibe because there's really nobody on campus. Um, there's just not. I mean, it's a ghost town. Uh, I can walk from my car to a class and not pass a single student. So that being said, there was still a lot of excitement about, about the team. Um, people were that first half of the North Carolina game, you know, it was just, I mean, that crowd, it was, you know, just a few thousand and they were that, that roof was rocking. People were into that game and really, and they made a lot of noise, you know, Norvell noted the, the entire marching chiefs were there and everyone was going nuts and it just had that good old vibe. The second half, as you well know, that was a really frustrating half to watch um, because we didn't really do, and I think part of it was because North Carolina woke up and said, this isn't supposed to be happening, but we fell into some of those old uh, personal foul calls and at errant times and that kind of thing. So it, it kind of took the, the air out of the balloon a little bit, but still we stop them at the end. We win the game. It was more of a exhale we won so we went into this game with a lot of hope because the last two years you know we weren't all that good and we we handled Louisville you know we snuck stole that one from them the year before last and then last year you know we beat them at home so what wasn't to like and you thought with Jordan Travis you know that we would have that impetus to go up there and you know just beat them so Anyway, I don't I don't know what happened, but it was real. It was really disappointing. I was listening to Lamont bemoan the defensive performance, and um, I, I mean, I don't have any answers. I just was really disappointed yesterday with how we played. Mark, I, we've we've I had a follow up there. We've we've not met, but my name is TJ, and um, these two guys. I don't know why, but they do a podcast with me, so I just happen to be here. But I never I was I didn't go to FSU, so I didn't take any classes, but. I do have a question. We, we talked about this yesterday a little bit on our kind of instant reaction show that progress isn't necessarily always linear. And I know that's an easy right. cop out, right? When you, when you lose, right. Cause if we don't want and shut them out, we'd say like, Oh, hey, look, we got better this week. So you just kind of say whatever fits your, 
narrative right. in any situation, I guess. But like, but do you buy that? Do you think that, you know, we, we saw a glimpse, maybe it was more UNC playing poorly, but we did a few things right. And we've got a chance to rebound and play better against Pitt. Or is it more of a matchup thing with a running quarterback or like, what are you, what are your thoughts just overall? I, on I, that? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I do think that there's improvement. I re- there are so many different, there's so many things different now under coach Norvell. Um, I mean, I don't really know how to describe it. I'm to try to be positive. All right. There's a lot of good things right now under this coaching staff. Now the kinds of, I'm always about intangibles. Um, I'll give you one Um, back in the spring, right before the pandemic hit, I was uh, riding my bike back to UCC and I always go by UCD and the players were coming in for a first it was the first week, I think, of spring practice. And I, I kind of stopped because I saw Marvin come. And I had had Marvin in class. And uh, I stopped because normally he would stop and talk to me, you know, for 10 minutes or so. And I stopped. I said, Marvin, he's like, I can't talk, Professor Ziegler. I got one minute to get there. And if I don't get there, I am in trouble. And I said, whoa, things are a little different. He goes, you have no idea how different. And he ran off and said, we'll catch up later. That's the kind of thing that I like because he was, he was not going to just stand there and talk and be three or four or five minutes late going into practice. And in the past, he would have just stood there with me the past couple of years because it didn't matter when he got there. And so that's a good sign. I'll tell you another really good sign. Uh, I've been here all these years, and the first time I ever got an email from a head football coach was under Coach Norvell. And over the summer, I wrote him an email inviting him to my Brian Hall colloquium. I'm the faculty director for the Brian Hall Living Learning Community. And it's about 100 freshmen, and we're actually having face-to-face class with them. There's 40 in one room, video connection to another room, and we've got some some kids online. And I sent, uh, beginning of August, I said, Coach Norvell, I know you got a lot going on. Um, Would really like to have you come uh, visit and speak to the students. And within 45 minutes, I had an email back from him. I'd be honored with the invitation. What date would you like for me to come? And I said, well, we have Thrasher on August 24th. Why don't we have you on August 31st? He said, what time? I said, 645. He said, I would be honored to be there and speak with the students. And, and he came. I, I sent an email the week and I, uh, the week of, and I said, you know, your week, your number's up, Mike. And, he showed up 15 minutes ahead of time and interacted with some of the students. And I've never seen that. I mean, I've never seen that with, um, with our other football coaches. That's like Lonnie Alameda. That's like Sue Simrau. That's like Leonard Hamilton. Uh, so it, I am encouraged by, by those two signs. Willing to go speak to a freshman class, a f- group of freshmen and, um, uh, and the players knowing that they can't be late. I can't help but think with that there and keep getting some good recruits that, that we're going to turn the corner. Um, so that, those would be two little things, the intangibles, yes, but the kind of signs I like to see because the signs I saw the two prior years would not speak to that at all. So, Mark, a lot of people don't know this, but you actually do a, a good bit behind the scenes in recruiting, obviously, in a, you know, a non-pandemic world when we can have official visits. Yeah, so you know yeah. That- I've done a lot, Richie. You know all about that. Uh, certainly oh, yeah. did quite a bit of it under Coach Bowden. 
a lot, a lot, a lot under Jimbo. I mean, it was some of the best, really the best times um, as far as the athletics part of my career was I always got to sit by Jimbo at the, at the academic luncheon and I got to speak at those luncheons. Um, I didn't do any of it during the Taggart era. And then five days after um, Norvell arrives, I get a phone call. Can you come to, can you come to recruiting on Saturday? And I was absolutely. And I met with uh, Lawrence. I can never say his last name, the running back. Philly. Yes. I love him. Loved his (laughs) family. Big fan. Yeah. And I met with another young man from Venice who was my, my high school, Venice high school. And so got to meet that family and we had a lot of people in common, but that the it was such a good feeling at that first recruiting meeting that I got to go to five days after Norvell was named. It was it was it was like we were back in the Jimbo days, organization and uh, just really good feelings in that room among the family members and the faculty members that were there. There were a bunch of there were a bunch of faculty members there that that first day, five days after he got there. And so I can't help but think we're going to be better. I just can't. It's Florida State. Okay, since 2015, since 2015, over all sports, we have the second best winning percentage over all Division I athletic departments. And that's including football. We haven't done well since 2015. So you look at uh, softball and foot and basketball and Coach Sue's team and baseball and all of those second best winning percentage across all sports since 2015. So we win here and people do get out on the field and they give a hundred percent. I see it in the classroom, man. You know, our students aren't wasting their time or lollygagging doing what they're supposed to do. And so when we see some of that and in our premier sport, we think, what the heck? That's not us. You know, that's what, that's what Lamont was talking about early on. Man, I, you know, I don't know. That's not what we do. You know, uh, old uh, Mickey Andrews was my neighbor for 18 years. I used to walk the dog. We'd stand in his driveway talking, talking, talking. If I had a player miss class, I'd stop at Mickey's house on the way home and say, hey, Mickey, so-and-so missed class. And the next day, that student would come into class and goes, please don't stop at Mickey's house. Please don't stop at Mickey's house. And I said, well, then get your butt to class and I won't stop at Mickey's house. <laughs> you know, so there was, it's, we're at Florida State, we just do good work. Everybody, everybody. And so when, when we're not producing the results that we're used to seeing, it's really hard as Seminole fan. It's just, it's just not something we've lived ever. Hey, Zig, I, um, I don't have a question, but I just want to say I appreciate you. Um, when we talk to these recruits, um, the biggest thing is transitioning into life as a man, preparing these guys for life after sports. And little do you know, I was a guy that never really talked. My teammates will tell you, when I talked, everybody shut up and listen because I never really talked. But now you see me talking all the time. I get paid to speak and things of that nature. People are like, yo, man, you, you didn't used to talk. Now you won't shut up. I'm like, man, y'all got to blame Ziggler, man, because this class, like, it really helped me open up. Um, I was hesitant at first, but now, like, man, it's natural to me. And you're a guy that truly loves this school, this university, and you do everything you can. So for all you recruits out there, when you're talking about coming to a school where you can grow and then you have people outside of the football program that want to see you be successful in life, 
you're looking at one of them right now. So I just want to say I appreciate everything you do for the program. Well, Freddie, I love everything you did while you were here, and I love your voice now, man. I love to follow because you're pretty much writing down what I'm feeling at the time, so it makes me feel justified. So I really appreciate it. Um, I, on that recruiting thing, I always remember I helped recruit Dustin Hopkins. And I was, I was chatting with his wife today during the, during the Washington game when he kicks. We, we, I always get nervous when, when Dustin's kicking. But yeah, he was down between us and Notre Dame. And Dustin could have gone anywhere in the country because academically he was really good. And then he was a great kicker. And do you know why he chose us over Notre Dame? Because on his, we were the only recruiting visit where he met with professors. At Notre Dame, he didn't. And any other place he went, he didn't. And he met with me and he met with the dean of the College of Communication. And that was why he chose Florida State over Notre Dame, because of that academic involvement in his recruiting. Um, and there's not only me, there are so many professors that are engaged in this. You know, Paul Cottle from physics and Joe Calhoun from economics and Mark Curley from chemistry and, you know, Pam Robbins and Maxine Jones from history, Billy Close from criminology. Um, we've got, you know, just so many faculty members that get the big picture. You know, they get the academic part, but they know that this opportunity for an athlete to come here and have their education paid for. Um, we want to be a part of that so that they know that it's not just the football, but that we're really trying to help them get a ticket. Because if they get that degree, they get that ticket, then when, when it's over and football days are over, then they can go in, they can apply for that job. They can, you know, they'll have those contacts professionally that will allow them to jumpstart that life post football. Um, Kenny Shaw, I spent a lot of time with him over the last couple of years because he came back to get that degree. And he would always be sitting outside the testing room, you know, going to the testing center. He had, Kenny Shaw had to take chemistry to graduate and get his degree. And he would send me a text message. He's like, Ziggler, come out here and pray with me, man. I got a chemistry <laughs> test. So I'd go out there and he would just be sitting there and he'd be laughing. I'm like, Kenny, you can do this. You're a smart man. You know, and so because of people like Greg Beaumont and Casey King encouraging him to come back and get that degree, Kenny Shaw can now coach whatever level he wants to coach at because he got that degree. And, and, and we're really invested in that. And the emphasis that Norvell is placing on that is unlike things we've seen in a long time, a long time. So I'm really, really encouraged. I know we got to win games, but Norvell's going to get us there. I just believe he will. We were we were talking about that with Lamont. I don't know if how how far into you watched, and I'm not sure if you've caught any other pods. But every we hear that from FSU people, and and I'm not saying we don't believe you, but we hear that from FSU people, and it's yeah, it's always sunshine and roses, right? Because you're always going to look at it. But we've heard that from a lot of national people. Every national guy we have on, whether it's Andy Staples or Barrett Salee or we asked Mark Enos, who is a, a little right. guy this week, they all say, yep, Norvell's the, Norvell's the truth. Norvell's the answer. It may not be this year, may not be next year, but right. it's coming. 
It's a- a- absolutely. And great. we're just impatient. We just want it now. Well, we do, <laughs> we, just... we do. And, but his, his communication is so good and he's so thorough. And he has, I mean, he's opened his arms and embraced the university. I mean, he was only here three months before we shut down and he just, he seems to get us. He, he, you know, he knows what our strengths are and he wants, you know, he wants everyone to be a part. I can't imagine how frustrated he is um, not being able to bring faculty out to practice and not being able to have, you know, guest faculty coaches, because that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of thing that he does. Uh, oddly enough, after he was named our head coach, I went to the Cotton Bowl back at, in the holidays to watch Penn State and Memphis because I uh, actually was a guest of Dustin for the Washington Cowboys game at, at New Year's. And uh, so I was sitting in the big um, Jerry World watching that game, and I sent – this is two weeks after I met Norvell. I sent him a, a, a direct message from the – from the Jerry world saying, I'm watching your team and you're playing my, you know, my friend Eric Barron's team and just, man, they look good. They look fired up. They look like they're playing for one another. And 30 minutes later, sitting in Jerry world, I get a direct message from him during the cotton bowl. It says, man, root for my guys, but you know, hope Penn state does well. Cause I know, you know, you're friends with Eric Barron. I mean, that's a month after he arrived at Florida state and he already had pieces of the puzzle he was putting together. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to write me back. I'm nobody. I met him for five minutes. I sent him a direct message and he writes me back immediately. I mean, I am in. If he needed me to come to practice and suit up this week and play in the defensive line, I would sacrifice my body for that guy. <laughs> because he, want, he wants what's best. He just wants what's best. Yeah, and we had a, uh, a one of his former players from Memphis, Cardarian Jones, come on the podcast before the season, and he was just, you know, very adamant. He wanted to come onto the podcast. So we reached out to him, but he's like, "Yes, I want to talk to the Florida State fans, let them know what kind of man they have," because yeah. he he talked about how he didn't really buy in at first when because uh, he wasn't recruited by Coach Norvell, but he played for him for four years. Right. And it, he said that, that you know he's like, "I didn't really buy in, but once I got to know this guy, and when I saw how he runs a program." Yeah. He's like, give it time, Florida State fans, because unfortunately, this is a rebuild. It's a multi-year rebuild. We, we know that's where we're at. But I know everyone on this podcast, Freddie, TJ, and myself, we are huge Mike Norvell fans. Oh. And to hear you kind of give us some behind-the-scenes stories like that, that just gets me more excited and validates my opinion that I do think we have the right guy in charge right now. Richie, I've got another story that's right down your alley. When when Mike, um, when Coach Norvell, I can't call him Mike yet. We're not that close. <laughs> but when Coach Norvell... <laughs> came to my class he told the story when he was a sophomore playing college ball and there was this older gentleman that was on the side on the sideline just watching him play you know and he was at a smaller school he said that older gentleman just watching him play and Mike Norvell said you know the team would run off and he says I don't know why but I just went over and I I started talking to him he became my friend so when he was at, at practice I'd go over and say how you doing bud good to see you and anyway the point is is that guy that was watching their practice was really good friends with Gus Malzahn. And so when Mike decides to go into coaching, that guy recommends him to Gus Malzahn. And that's, that was Norvell's conduit into the coaching world. And he was telling the class that, that everyone you interact with is important and you should go and meet people. You should say, hi, my name is Richie. I'm in your class. Anyway, he gave, it was really inspiring about how he was lucky that he, 
had parents and coaches that taught him how to do that. And so a week later, I had this young lady send me this email and she was in there in the class. And she said, Mr. Ziegler, I just want you to, if you could pass along a note to coach Norvell, he really inspired me the other day. And I got a hold of a, a teacher and I'm going to start doing some research with that teacher. And I would have never done that. Please tell coach Norvell that I'm part of the climb too. All right. And I sent, I copied that email. I said, Mike, coach Norvell, look at this from a young lady who's a freshman who listened to your inspiring words and she's part of the climb too. 20 minutes later, he wrote, you just made my heart sing. That is so important. Everyone in this campus is part of our climb. And I'm so glad that she's out there trying to, you know, trying to make things right. I'm just here to tell you, there are very few people on campus that would care about a young freshman girl doing that. Certainly football coaches. And, but he, he cared, you know, he's awesome. I want him to win so bad. I could almost cry. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was so awesome. Just seeing that video from last week and when they were breaking the rock, when coach oh, yeah. gives him the sledgehammer, I thought he was going to tear his shoulder. But what I love most about that video is watching the players, even someone like a James Blackman, who's, you know, since been oh, benched, yeah. but he had the biggest smile on his face. He, he was just so happy. And that was well, awesome. And unfortunately it, this week happened, but again, go and beat Pitt and we'll, we'll be feeling good again. So. We could, and we can, I mean, Notre Dame dismantled yeah. them. We should dismantle yeah. them. The yeah. other thing, the other thing in that North Carolina game, um, I always am looking at stuff on the sidelines. Um, I got friends that watch and they're like, that guy's not in the gap and all that. I'm like, I don't care. I was listening to the fight song, but I'll tell you something that I loved in that North Carolina game. When uh, Kane Doe intercepted that ball and ran and picked it off right in the middle of the field. And, you know, it's just a, a walk into the end zone. Did you see the bench? The bench is what I loved. Like this. This is what they did. Every man jumped up and ran towards the sideline, down towards the goal line. Every man jumping up, high-fiving. They were all proud of their teammate. Y'all, we haven't seen that in a long time. Well, it looks and like I, uh, Coach Hamilton's team, man, when it, we had you know, John Isaac on the bench, probably the best player on the team, just going nuts for uh, someone else who makes a basket. So Absolutely. It's very much like what Hamilton instills. But that that's when they weren't, you know, they're not, your guard is down. And a play like that, that's just automatic. And when you see 70 players jump up and run towards the goal line to congratulate Kando. That means the stuff being done behind the scenes is taking effect because if it's not, they just sit there and look up, you know, and then look up at the screen to see what happened. They didn't look up the screen. They ran down towards the goal line to congratulate their teammate. That's all I needed to see. Speaking of coach Hamilton, we can, I think that's a good transition point and we don't want to keep you too long, but speaking of coach Hamilton, how excited are you for, for basketball to come back? Are they not, are they not? I know there's a lot of great coaches, a lot of great programs, but they, man, they're uh, fun. <laughs> they're the best. They graduate <laughs> the first day of class. They come up to you and they introduce themselves. Oh. Hi, my name is, and I'm going to say Michael Ojo because he was my buddy. Hello, yeah. Professor Ziegler. My name is Michael Ojo. Most people call me Ojo. Here's a schedule. We'd love to have you come to some of our games. Let me know if you come so I can wave at you. Um, and, and then he says, if we're going to miss class, I'll let you know ahead of time and I'll get a student, a fellow student to get my notes. I mean, that is, that's just not normal. 
I mean, I love Freddie, but Freddie didn't do that. <laughs> you know, call him out. Just you know that that stuff that the, again those things where they get the big picture. But we've seen that from basketball since you know since early two thousands, and they all graduate. Every single one of them, they graduate. Yeah, well, one of my favorite stories to tell uh, about my time at Florida State is when uh, I don't know if you remember my buddy Weston. We who oh yeah class with you Poundstone. So we- yeah, yeah yeah so we uh we drove up to chapel hill on like a tuesday night yeah. to go to north carolina for the game <laughs> drove back through the night and went to your class in the morning and it's and it's because again coach hamilton first of all he knew we were big supporters of the null zone and, and gave us seats right behind florida state's bench which is awesome yeah. but also we didn't want to miss your class the next day because it's well, one of those classes where like we just want we are excited to go to it and wanted to be there well you need to get out more richie let me let me tell you, me tell you a great old story from um warwick dunn 95 we lose that first acc game our little pups so you don't Junior, remember this yeah. but warwick dunn ends up two inches two inches short i'm watching the game with mark mulaney who was end up being our associate athletic director and uh guy that's now associate athletic director of virginia tech he was he was one of our football academic advisors we are so sad. That game ends at midnight. We've got to go to school the next day. My buddy, Chris Helms, who's now at Virginia Tech, gets to his office at 6.30 the next morning. Okay? 6.30, because I think that was a Thursday night game. And who is sitting outside of his office for an office hour at 6.30 in the morning? Warwick Dunn. Wow. He was the one who'd come up short in that first loss. It was the biggest highlight of you know the last five years of college football and Warwick Dunn is there to meet with his academic advisor the next morning three hours after he arrived back from Charlottesville Virginia that's Florida State that's Warwick probably do. the one of the best ambassadors ever for the program ever. we could do it we could do an hour on him and just everything he's done from yeah he became a man at a very young age and man he, he, he was, he's to. one of the reasons I became a Florida State fan absolutely People like that. I mean, and and again, I, I can just go through the names. Reggie Freeman and Sam Cowart and, you know, Renard Wilson and Shade Tree. And they did those we had guys. My, yeah, we had. Yeah, later on, we had Myron on. Yeah, I was thinking Myron. Oh, and, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Gosh, he's, How great is that? Really, oh, geez. I mean, that it's just, you know, it's just it's just with so many things to be proud of. Um and oddly enough, you know, our culture is so wrapped around football. And uh, <laughs> so we all feel like the sky is falling, but every other sport is at the top of their game. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one. So we just, we're just, we're going to have to be patient. We've got a root for them. We need to be positive on social media. I mean, it, it, it's sad to me. Some of the stuff I see on social media and I went negative last week and someone called me on it. I had to take that tweet down. You know, um, we've got to be positive. We, you know, Jimbo used to call it noise in the system. You got to eliminate the noise in the system. And a lot of the noise is us, you know, and if we're negative, those it's, it's, those are young guys. It sucks the life right out of them. We got to be positive. We need to say, you know, coach, we're behind you. We'll be at the pit game. Happy, happy Halloween. Have fun with your family. We will be there. And we will have our mask on, and we're looking forward to beating Pitt. We got to be positive. We can't just say anyone want my tickets because we're going to lose to Pitt now. You know that negativity that just sucks the life out of it. And it's a game. We have people dying. 
all over all over the place. And it's a game. That's a gift. We should, you know, be supporting that team and safely watching them and rooting for them. Yeah, you know, it's we all three months ago, none of us knew if we'd be watching college football or not this no. year. So so like How you lucky said, it, are we? It's, it's a blessing that we still get to turn it on every Saturday. And there's yes. still five games left. And, uh, you know, outside of Clemson, you can beat all of them. So there, there's still a lot of opportunity out there this season. So it's tough because as Florida State fans, I feel like we, you know, we make every week a referendum on what the state of the program is right now when the, let's just enjoy it. Like TJ said, progress may not be linear. Right. And, you know, I know I know we were a little negative yesterday in the instant reaction, but come on, it's an instant reaction after it's- a 32 point blowout <laughs> but we are so spoiled we are so yes spoiled i out you won't bad in 1973 when i was in elementary school we were zero and 10 all right i was the biggest seminal i was the only seminal fan in my school we go to the final game fsu at florida we're zero and 10 and we lost 49 to nothing to florida <laughs> to go zero and 11 uh-huh. you guys don't know bad it is funny it is funny how reactionary we are my i'm a big lightning fan i'm a big lakers fan a big Rays fan like all my teams are winning championships and my football team loses a game i'm like dude my life is terrible like i just i don't know where to go (laughs) i don't know what to do listen Um, it's not terrible we're florida state we go 0 and 11 we're still florida state yeah i mean what we're we're not having a good year. We've been primetime games. People celebrate like they've conquered Goliath. And we're not even very good right now. And they go nuts when they beat us. That's a compliment. And so, you know, what I'd like to see us, I'd like to see us mature as an institution where we're like Nebraska, where we're like, dang, you guys beat us. We're going to get you back, you know, to have some – um you know, recognize the historical significance and not be so immediate gratification. You know, we've got a grand history and we're going to get it back. It's going to happen with Norvell and I'm going to be there and uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, we ask really hard hitting serious questions on this podcast. And so I always have to slide this in. I didn't do it with Lamont cause I didn't want you to get a preview. Um, but double fries, no slaw, obviously an homage to, or like an ode to Guthrie's. Do you have any, uh, any Guthrie stories? Are you a gut box oh fan? God, I'm a Guthrie's your... fan. I was Guthrie's before Guthrie's was in Tallahassee. <laughs> because my, yeah. one of my best friends played on the offensive line at Auburn from oh, yeah, that's where it started. five to 89, 90. In fact, I used to stay, I stayed in his room with him and Frank Thomas. I was just watching the pre, pre MLB. There's Frank Thomas. I was stayed at, slept on the floor in his room when they played USC in the 86 uh, Citrus Bowl. But yes, I used to go to Guthrie's when it was up at Auburn, and that was the first place we'd go. So when it opened in Tallahassee, it was as if we would find the end of the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> um, the I love that. They have the best sweet tea. They have the best ice machine in Tallahassee. Yeah. Because um, the ice machine's important. Um, I, I don't know. I love everything about that place. It's been a while, and Zaxby's is, uh, you know, a, a pretender. They try, but um, I love, I absolutely love Guthrie's. We're, we're big fans. We're thankful to partner with them. And one opened up, I live in Tampa, so one opened up here in Tampa. Oh, that's so good. I go, I go much more often than I should, so um, we definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Um, 
Mark, we appreciate you a ton for hanging out. You guys haven't, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Appreciate oh, that. You, you brought the positivity. I'm, I'm happy to see Richie. Whenever I think of Richie, I think of the Clemson game, not, uh, 2013, yeah. 51 to 14. I was up yeah. in the upper deck and I snuck down with my mom. <laughs> we had to get the ticket guy to let us down through there. He wouldn't let us come down in the lower deck. And I said to him, there's nobody at your stadium. I don't know how we're going to crowd people out. Everyone has gone home. Right? And it's 45 to seven, dude. Can I go down there? So I get down there and there's Richie. We're hugging each other in the middle of the field. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Good times, man. You know, Clemson will beat us again this year. They will never recover from that day. No. no. Now, somebody was asking me about that today. Um, you know, oh. them beating us bad. It's, it's not – there is nothing like – I mean, they were number three when we beat yes. them down. I mean, they're beating yeah. bad FSU teams that aren't going to bowls, that are having losing records. Right. That's not impressive. Like, that's yeah. – that's. but when we went in there and they were number three, they were favored, that was their national championship year, and we right. beat the hell out of them, that was – they'll, 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 they'll never do that. Two sips of Coke and we were up 17 to nothing. <laughs> and the party was on – they yeah. left. We just waved at them through the whole game. See ya. Bye. They were <laughs> yeah. gone. Um, yeah. As great as it was, I mean, we were all in Pasadena that night. As great as it was in Pasadena, man, that, that is some of people's yeah. favorite memory from, from that year. Can but. I say this? I didn't get to go to Pasadena. You know why? We had class. class. Oh. Yes. Auburn canceled school for a week. We didn't cancel anything. Next morning... I had a class. I had one student miss class after we <laughs> really? won that national championship. That's awesome. That's Florida State. Yeah. Um, I right. bet thank you all for having me. Yeah, no, no. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. and Dude. Enjoy the bye, bye week and go Knowles. Sure. Freddie, if there's anything I can ever do for you, let me know, okay? Yes, sir. We'll do. Appreciate you're it. Real, you're really good on social media, and you put up with a lot of crap, and you represent us really well, and I'm proud of you. Sir, I appreciate everything you do, Zig. Hey, wow. I'm going to um, send you a message after this and get your number. Anytime. I'm here, for, I'm here for the long haul. I'll be always here for you, okay, Freddie? Yes, sir. Take All care. Right. We'll see y'all. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, appreciate it, man. Bye. Mark Ziegler. He was great. He was great. Um, he brought the positivity. I feel better yeah. after talking with him. I mean, I just didn't really think about the game a lot while he was on, but <laughs> but I feel better. Um, we're all just kind of taking solace in our other teams. Like, Richie's thinking about the Bucks. Liberty 6-0. Like, I wore this. The Rays are in the World Series. So, I mean, it's not all bad, I guess. Um, if you're watching, if you can like, share, retweet, um, tag a friend in this, we'd appreciate it. Um we don't have to dive deep into it, but we can talk about the game a, a little bit. I don't want to go through the through the game like we did last week, but I have a couple of thoughts on the game. Um, as bad as it as bad as it was, I think Florida State is very close to making the game look respectable, and it was really had everything to do with our offense. Um, we got stopped on a fourth and one uh, inside of inside the the one yard line. Uh, missed a field goal, had an interception tipped up um, and picked off and and really had a, another chance to score too. If you convert on, what, 13 points of that, then you're looking at like a, a 29 to 48 game, still not great. 
but it just looks a little bit more respectable. Louisville's got a good offense. Uh, so I think the offense is close. The offense had a – the difference between the offense and the defense to me is the defense doesn't look like they're close at all. The offense looks like they they did decent yesterday and just couldn't finish drives. Um, so to me, I mean, it's not a great performance by the offense by any means. It's, it's bad because you have to finish. But I think the offense is a lot closer. Uh, Travis stayed pretty healthy. He'll have the bye week. And I think that Pitt's not very good. You know, we look at these last five games and we're going to lose to Clemson, but then you play everybody else in, on the schedule and none of them have really good offenses or offenses that are even close to Louisville's. And so that's kind of my hopefully saving grace is that I think that um, I think that the defense will, will look better because we play worse offenses and the offense will continue to, to grow and, and do better. I think the offense really probably should have scored 21, 24 points which again, isn't enough, but looks better. Uh, Harlan just put this in the chat too. We dropped touchdown at the end for, for Purdy. Um, so yeah, we could have scored 35 points yesterday uh, and left a lot of points on the field offensively. Even with that, you know, you still lose by two scores um, because the, the defense was so bad. Uh, what about you guys? What, do you, what are your thoughts after it being 24 hours before we played, uh, since we played? Yeah, I just um my biggest issue with yesterday the de- the defense is what it is. They struggled all season. The numbers they've gotten put up on them, um. But the receivers, I think they we need them to take a step forward with Terry being out. Um, we had guys struggling. You even seen it last week. Warren Thompson, the, the big catch he had against UNC, he beat the guy offline. And he this is a guy that has all the talent in the world, and he fades to the he fades away. And he puts himself in a bind to where now he's close to the sideline and make, makes it hard job to make the catch. But Travis made a great throw in that game. He did the same thing this week. And we had a few other guys do it. Against these great teams, you, you beat these guys off the line, you got to stack them all because they're going to recover and they're taught to press you out of bounds. Like they're going to use that sideline as an extra defender. So these guys, they got to know that. And I know it's being taught to them. It's just about doing it. They can't get into it with Warren Thompson. The guy can run like a win in the wind. He beats you off the line, you're not catching up with him. But now he's putting himself in the bond to where now he can't make a play because he's 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 taking himself out the play just by running out of bounds and fading away. You'll see it tomorrow on the extra sauce segment. It was disappointing to see in um six. He's usually our reliable guy. He had a tough game yesterday. I I know he's gonna bounce back. You don't usually see that from him. He came up big for us last week, but we'll see, need to see those guys step up for us to have a win against this week well after the bye week yeah i think the um the receivers were definitely the most frustrating part of the game because it, it was it seemed like it was all game long just dropping catchable passes and uh, i think we knew hep coming into the game that this offense it's not built really to play from behind when jordan travis throws the ball 32 times i, I think that's bad news for this team just because that's not you know what we want to do because both toe philly and webb but you know, I think they had nine and seven carries, but they were both over like six, seven yards a carry. Um, we just didn't, you know, uh, stick with the game plan or, or with the ground game. But when you get behind so quickly, you know, when the defense is giving up touchdowns of like 70 yards, 55 yards, 40 yards, all back to back to back, it's, you know, it, it puts the offense in a bad spot. And luckily outside of Clemson, we're not going to play another really good offense this year. Um, I knew at Louisville, you know, their record is what they were, but we said going into this, we knew they had some talented players. Um, 
But again, you know, Pitt, they're they're coming off a humiliating loss to Notre Dame. So we both get a bye. And I think it's a really good opportunity for this team to, you know, take that next step up. Um, again, the progress is not linear, but we can take another step forward against Pitt and, and hopefully we do. Yeah, I think that the bye week comes at the perfect time, whether we had won this or lost this. Um, you know, Travis is a little banged up the um the game before this, the week before this. Um you know, you're coming off a pretty tough loss. Um, you know, bye week comes at a good time. I think that again, Pitt will Pitt will play better than they did against Notre Dame. Uh, just like Louisville played better than than they did against Notre Dame. Um, they also get the benefit of the bye week as well. Um, you know, but I think that uh, you know it's a very very winnable game for Florida State. I know Richie said he hates the FPI, and I totally get that, but. Um, and we have a better chance to beat Pitt than anybody else left on the schedule, according to ESPN. Um, so I think that as, as bad as we feel right now, Pitt fans feel the same way, uh, maybe worse. Um, they're not a great team. We're not a great team. But uh, we get that game in Tallahassee. And I, and I, 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 I was worried about the Louisville game. And I, I, you know, I know we all picked us and we all got crying Jordan for it, but I was worried about the Louisville game because their strength was our strength, right? It was offense on offense and their offense is just a little, you know, I don't, yeah, their offense is better than our offense and their weakness, their defense is, is better than our weakness. Whereas with Pittsburgh, their strength is, I mean, I guess their strength, their defense, they gave up 45 to Notre Dame though or 42 and there's, I guess their strength is our defense, but their offense is not very good. And so I think we can outscore them. And I, you know, we've got two weeks before we have to preview that, but uh, I think we will, you know, I'll, you can put me down for a win on that, Brian, when you, uh, when you make the graphic. Um, so in the bye week comes a good time, not a ton of positives to glean from it. I thought Purdy uh, looked okay. Um, had a couple of drop touchdowns like Harlan, you know, put in the chat uh, was good to see him get in. Um, but like I said, only only kind of one way to go up from here, and we'll hope that uh, we'll hope the team improves before my use of cliches does. So um, <laughs> I'll leave it there. Um, I think we could. I, I talked about. Or I messaged somebody about maybe calling in real quick. Uh, I don't want to do any call-ins tonight, but maybe we can do a call-in show on Thursday since there's not a game to preview. Uh, Freddie's got his extra sauce segment coming out tomorrow morning. That is sponsored by the Lemieux Company. Uh, Wilson, those guys over there do a good job. So we'll have more info on them during that. That's free for everybody. So it's not going to be behind the Patreon wall. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. Um, when it comes out, I think you guys are recording that tonight, if I know correctly. So if it is done tonight, it'll come out at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. If not, it'll probably be around noon. So I'll let you guys know, <laughs> um, but it should be out first thing tomorrow morning. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. Um, go back to our YouTube page, youtube.com search double fries pod and check out Trey's, um, drive-through Trey Rollins drive-through. Uh, none of the content matters because he said we were going to beat Louisville and, um, and so that didn't stand up, but it was really funny. There's some really funny one-liners in there. Trey's hilarious. So appreciate him kind of partnering with us for the rest of the year to do that. Um, you guys have anything else before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on what Ziegler said. He was um, talking about everybody um, supporting the program. Um, and that I had a few players reach out to me over this social media deal behind the scenes. And they would kind of, they kind of get bothered by the 
fans coming at him and stuff. And I had to get on some guys like, man, you shouldn't even really be worried about that, to be honest, because back in our day, we didn't really pay attention to it. Like whether we were winning or whether we were losing, we didn't give it too much attention because we knew what it would be if we lost and we knew what it was when we won. We knew how fast it could go up and down and how fast people would switch up on you. So I think the issue with some of the guys is they come, they want to be like, they want to be accepted. It's cool, but that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the case. You love the support. You appreciate the support. But at the end of the day, as a team, you only go keep everything in tight inside the locker room and keeping everything tight knit because nobody truly as a football team in sports, nothing outside of that locker room matters. So block out all of that noise. It is what it is. Even when we were playing, like, we would come see stuff. We just scroll past it. It is what it is. We can't control that. We got a game to win next week. So I'm not worried about that. So these guys, the ones I talked to today and the other guys that are struggling with it, y'all make sure y'all studying film, getting ready for Pittsburgh because y'all showed us for two halves what we can do against UNC. And I'm not, you feel me? I ride with y'all to the wheels fall off. I don't, I believe y'all can step up. So y'all got to show us at this point. I know we still got some players that can make plays. It's just about blocking out that noise. Our heads are in the wrong place. We coming on Twitter, arguing with fans, arguing with former players. We got to get back refocused. I feel like we kind of got too high to the UNC game, started feeling ourselves, and we got let down this week. Yeah, we talked about – I mean, we'll talk more about the schedule as we go, but, um, you know, I think the pit game is very winnable. The NC State game is winnable. Isn't there – I think their quarterback is down. Um, they got blown out by North Carolina – Last week, they're not a great team either. Um, you know, the Clemson game's a loss. And then, you know, Virginia scored all of 14 points on Miami. And their offense looked absolutely atrocious for much of the game. They scored a touchdown late against Miami. And then um, the Duke game. Duke, Duke is not very good, right? So all those games are winnable. They're all losable. You know, we could we could finish this season 2-9 um, and nine, or we could finish this season – six and five, you know, or probably somewhere in the middle. Right. So, um, you know, it'll be on what, what gets fixed during the bye week and where do we go from here? So, um, that's all I've got for tonight. Richie, Freddie, who wants the song? Uh, I played a sound of silence to get us out. Let's get something a little more exciting than that. Who wants the song to get us out of here tonight? I'll get I took Thursday. So I'll let Freddie get this one. Let's see what I got, man. <laughs> It's a hot song right now. I'm gonna go with some ride wave, man. Ride wave. Smile. Yeah, yeah. Smile by ride wave. All right, play us out, Harlan. For them tribulations and trials I finally got a smile for all the frowns I finally get to make my mama proud Start a family, bought a house I finally see what pops was talking about But it was hard looking up when I was down I was down bad and bummy They were laughing at me but it wasn't funny Imagine me in that bottom as a youngin' On the end of giving Sunday
trying to find a way to get some money We cut grass to get cash when I was hungry Stealing chicken out of Publix Nigga grab a boss and go to running Nigga never gave me nothing so it's fuck him Was balling on the budget I remember balling on the budget I was fine till my mind got corrupted Used to wanna be a firefighter or a teacher Till niggas came through on 22's and booming speakers My mind changed instantly Money didn't even know what got an into me Thugging hard, stealing cars and shooting at the enemies I used to hit my knees and pray I find a things for 10 apiece Till then we slow grind and break it down to 10 G. Till then we slow grind and break it down to 10 G. I know you remember me. Back in 11th grade was addicted to popping seals. I love to sit that lean, I like the way it made me feel. You smiling for my fake cause I've been swallowing pills. Couldn't focus in class, my mama stuck on them ends. Get to thinking about my past, that shit be giving me chills. I never thought I'd see the day I get a record deal. Baby mama to the hill, fuck the drama, babies live. In the Bahamas trying to heal. Tell me your problems and your fears. And I love them niggas on the Internet be hoes. You the type of nigga I hated when I was broke. You the type of nigga see this pole and be froze. I'm the type of nigga get jealous and rob a modest clothes. By the time you jumped off the porch, I was in the middle of the road. When you got down the street, I was already headed home. On the porch knocking, looking for love, but it was gone. They gotta find my passion in these songs. Oh, I This for them tribulations and trials Came looking up but it was down It was hard trying to get it off the ground Tribulations and trials You couldn't take my shoes and walk a mile Finna put them diamonds in my mouth Cause I got a reason to smile A reason to smile A reason to smile A reason to smile reason to smile Reason to smile, a reason to smile, reason to smile, a reason to smile. <laughs>